Hi, my name is Elle. And in 2015, I had a near-death experience. And I never, ever thought something like this would ever happen to me. I was just really uh, shocked even after the fact when it happened. And initially what happened that put me in that situation was I initially went to the hospital because I had a, some type of infection and something happened that shouldn't have happened with my medication. And then things progressively got worse. I became septic. I had full organ failure. My CO2 level was over 200 when your CO2 level is not supposed to go above 35 or else you could have brain damage if you even survive a situation like that. And the doctors told my family that I had a less than 1% chance of survival. That's incredible to me because I think about just how your body and, you know, when you're in a coma, when you're dying, you leave your body all the time and you come back in and sometimes that's prompted by a discomforting experience or maybe just pain or fear or whatever and in that state you can meet with guides that can help you you can walk the halls of a hospital or a facility so a lot of people wonder if when you're in a coma can you actually hear your loved ones and yes so if you know of somebody who's in a coma just know keep talking to them and keep you know doing whatever you're doing they can hear you but they're also living another life and experiencing a different dimension and that's essentially what I did I was guided by three different guides and went through kind of a review of life and I was sent to different dimensions to see what different experiences that were happening in the world would turn out a different way in those other dimensions, just to see the fact that you can change realities, that realities are kind of like a ray where there's several different options that several different forms that things can take. I was also shown a lot of things having to do with some things I wasn't happy about with the world because before this experience happened to me, I wasn't having suicidal ideations or anything like that, but I was kind of fed up with a lot of different things in life. So I had desired to kind of get a chance to regroup, to rest, things like that. And I definitely got it through this experience and then some. So the three guides that I had, one was male, one was female, and one was in the, the image of my daughter. And at first I thought it was my daughter, but I was told that that guide looked like my daughter to keep me anchored to the world and to keep me fighting to come back. And, you know, when I think about the fact that my organs were literally dying and the doctors didn't want to keep me on life support any longer because they had exhausted all of their options because I wasn't in the state where I would necessarily bounce back. And being on the ventilator and on ECMO, which is life support, you know, I was in a situation where they had to eventually take me off at some point if I wasn't responding. So I wasn't responding the way that I needed to, to bounce back. I would get a little better than not. And the decision was made for me to be taken off of life support. Initially, I thought that something else, but I'd since found out that I was taken off and put on an oscillator, which is gentler on the lungs. And with the oscillator, once I was taken off, 
my vitals started going down and as was crashing and things like that. And then all of a sudden, my oxygen started going back up again. And then the oscillator kind of assists with that. And the reason why I bring all of that up is because in my near-death experience, even though time is irrelevant when you're having an NDE and you can't really grasp time very well and what's going on, there was a particular time where one of my guides told me to put out my hand, which I did, and a sphere appeared in the hand and then this light body of Jesus also appeared. And it's kind of strange because when you're on the other side, you don't have anxieties the way that you would in normal life. You more just kind of think about just your present moment. You're more in the present moment than in waking and living life. Lots of times we experience life not in the present moment. We're always thinking about the future. We're always thinking about maybe something that happened in the past. But when you're having a near-death experience, you're in the present moment. And being in the present moment, when you're with guides, when you're in an angelic realm or a different dimension, is very peaceful. Even if there's conflict there, it's peaceful. The ways that conflict can present sometimes is when you're going through a life review and you're experiencing different things that aren't always comfortable, somehow you still feel comfortable because you're with the divine, you're with divine beings. So when the image of Jesus appeared, I didn't think, oh, that's kind of strange. Why am I seeing Jesus? Your mind kind of expands and you don't really think the same way. And after I saw Jesus as a light body, a ray of light panned around the room. And I believe that that was the time that I experienced the healing event of what I was mentioning before, where my oxygen was dipping, I was crashing, and then all of a sudden my oxygen went back up and I started breathing um, when they didn't expect me to. And the ray of light went back and panned back around, and then that was the last thing that I remembered in the NDE. For a while, I didn't look at other people's near-death experiences, and I didn't really even talk much about it. I did have family that asked me and said, you know, what happened? And I couldn't really explain a lot of things because I'm kind of analytical and science-minded as well. I mean, I am spiritual, but at the same time, it was so profound that I wanted to make sure what I was experiencing was something that I experienced. So I sat on it and I didn't talk about it for quite a while and only recently started talking about it. It also became a little bit lonely because when I came back, I was really still feeling kind of over the world, meaning that I just really saw how a lot of the things that we put a lot of focus and attention here on earth don't really matter and how the way that we live our lives is not for the most part in general as a society and culture not really the way that god you know source whatever you call god wanted us to live i traveled to a different planet and i saw a nebula so i learned about the fact that you know we're not alone there are beings everywhere in different planets and different universes and we're all connected to one source, which is God. When I did that, I left my body and I was an orb. I had a guide who was there comforting me because 
It was not my normal state. But when I looked down, I did not see a body on myself, but I could see out. So I had visual. So I had the ability to see and realize that I was an orb. So if you see orbs at times, if something spiritual happens around you and you see an orb, that is a spirit of a person, a being. They feel their whole body because I felt my whole body, but it's like collapsing the whole entire body into like a little marble so that you still feel the sensations of your body, but you don't actually have a body and you can float and you can see and your consciousness is what moves you forward. So I was floating through space and I was floating past nebula because I was, my eyes and my consciousness were taking me to areas that I wanted to explore and to see. And I came on a planet that the beings there, they had like white translucent skin and they seemed to um, glow. I think it was their aura. Some of them had different colors where they would glow a different color from underneath their skin. And I don't know whether it was a mood thing or if it was say family group type of thing, but either way at different times they had different colors and they were an entire society. There was a city there. People were, um, well, beings were going about their day. I don't know if you'd call it day, but they were living their life the same way that we would. And I was there with my guide, just standing to the side of something, observing quietly. And so I observed for a while, my guide was telling me there are beings all over the universe. There is life outside of the earth and was just telling me about, you know, how big the universe is and the different expressions of the beings that God has created. And some of them saw me and they didn't look too phased by seeing me. So the, um, I got the impression telepathically that they knew about humans, but they also don't interfere with humans. So I was not a huge surprise to them, even though they were a surprise to me. The other thing that I learned was that, that everything was conscious. All living beings are conscious. And just because we don't understand something doesn't mean that it doesn't have value or that we should look at it as unconscious or disrespected. And if we applied a lot of that thinking a lot of the times, not only to the things around us, but also to each other, then our connection with each other would be more valuable. We'd feel a deeper connection with each other and express love in a way that it's supposed to be expressed. Love is actually an energy frequency that's needed for the universe to exist. So if we take away that love, we're actually taking away our own existence. And that's really hard to do, especially on Earth. I have days where I feel like I can exist in that. And then there are days where I'm very disappointed, you know, with the world, with life, things uh, that I see. But that's a part of the whole learning process. And that's a part of the whole refinement that we all go through and that we all chose to be here to go through so that we could ultimately exist as that light body like Jesus was. Um, a few things that I learned in my near-death experience, which some of this was kind of after the fact, and I realized that 
one of the guides was kind of taking me through the Akashic Records. And with the Akashic Records, in my mind, before all of this happened, I always thought of the Akashic Records as this big library of books. Because, you know, the word records, it just so seemed like it was a library. But what I discovered was it was more like a stepping into like on Star Trek, a holodeck where you kind of go in and you experience the different events that are happening. You don't just open a book and read about it. You're walking through the experience and you're still protected, like you're not completely submerged or completely a part of it, but you're viewing, you're an observer of all of these different events. So some of the things that I saw, I didn't realize that's what was going on until I started seeing different things happen once I was out of the hospital and recovering and everything else that started taking place. Long story short, I say that all to say that even though some of these things have happened, there's a lot more that is coming, especially within the next three months and in the next six months. Some of the things that I experienced that would be happening um, or some things that I was told that would be happening is a major contact event. So I said that a, a while ago in, in other interviews. And since then, we've had a lot of disclosure and certain events, but there's going to be an, a huge major contact event by the end of the year, which is an undeniable event. There's going to be a lot of discomfort in life. So one of the things that people are going to probably want to focus on is eating healthily, you know, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your soul, uh, starting to realize that the things that you're doing here on earth are things that don't represent you on the other side. That's one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that we kind of get trapped in the ego and we kind of get trapped in a lot of things that are happening in our daily lives, whether it be our jobs, our family. And those are not the things that define us in this life. It's our response to our own soul. I think about the things that I did not say before I had my NDE. And if I had completely died and had not come back, I would have never have gotten a chance to say certain things to certain people as opposed to now. And because a lot of the times we do that because we live in fear of saying what we need to say. And, you know, we were just talking about the fact that expression is important. And that was kind of an, a reminder to me to remember the things that we'd want to say if today or this moment was our last moment. So that being said, there's going to be a major sh event happening in three months and another event happening within six months. But the thing to focus on is not so much the event. The thing to focus on is getting within yourself, making sure that you're loving the way that you need to love, expressing the way that you need to express, and being the version of yourself that if you were to have an NDE and you decided not to come back or you were told that you are not coming back, that everything would be okay with you, that you would be able to leave resolved that's one of the reasons I believe that I was uh, sent back was because there was more that I needed to do and more that I need to experience to refine my soul and to resolve. So I think that a lot of people can have the same types of refinement and messages in their life without 
having a near-death experience, but from the things that people ask me and the things that, you know, people want to know when you go to the other side, number one, is there a God? Yes, there absolutely is, regardless of what you call God, energy, source, whatever. Is there another side? Yes, there is. There are other dimensions. There are other worlds. There's more than just here, for sure. Other things I've been asked is, is it painful when you're dying? And no, even if you have an accident and you feel some initial pain, it goes away almost instantly. So in the experience and on the other side, you don't feel the pain. It's immediately taken away. I've also been asked, are we in a simulation? The word simulation, it's been used in our human words like a computer simulation. Basically, we think simulation, we think computer. So we think all of the things that a simulation in a computer would be. So then some people think, oh, everything's fake and this is all a simulation. The word simulation is correct, that the universe operates like a simulation, but it's not like a computer simulation. It's a divine simulation. And if we think about it, everything that we create technologically, things that we create mimic things that are already divinely existing and biologically existing. So the universe operates similar to a simulation, but it's not a computer simulation. People get that confused. Here's an example. When people creating and manifesting something, that's a simulation action. But it's that doesn't mean that there's a big divine being in the sky putting in ones and zeros and creating an outcome and that the outcome is fake. It means that the operation itself is like a, is like a simulation, meaning that we can create our reality in various different forms. Anyhow, that is pretty much what I learned and some of the things that I'm continuing to experience, grow in, share uh, regarding my NDE. And I think that if more people had an NDE-like experience, then I think that we would elevate a lot more quickly in this world because it's tough to do that here on Earth in our matrix-style living.